Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 333 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, where you're going to find a bunch of other links. I'm doing something different. I'm doing something new here, and I think I'm going to be doing a lot of new things here all of a sudden. Uh, because June was so busy for me, and it's almost over. We're at the very, very end of June 2018, if you're listening to this in the future. And uh, I wasn't able to do these Saturn's Day evening posts, which I miss. Now I feel like I have a whole backlog of silly, random things in my head to tell you. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, I'm, I think things are going to stay busy because I've reached a different level of success. And I've also decided to start pursuing my, my, an, a very special dream. I'll, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to talk about that here today because I want to talk about how this is the very first Book Nerd Thursday. <laughs> book Nerd Thursdays. So I thought if I'm really busy or if I'm having a month like I had in June, I still want to talk to you guys. It's just I might not be able to make it on a Saturday. Um, or... If I have a Saturday free or off, I just want to be able to go do something fun and not have to worry about racing home to do a podcast. So I thought, well, sometimes I could do the Saturn Stay Evening Post because I like it. Uh, sometimes I could do Biz Witch Wednesdays. The sound in my voice when I say Biz Witch Wednesdays. <laughs> That's my excited voice. Um, I, I want to do Sunday School with a Witch, I think, on Sundays. And Book Nerd Thursdays. And these will be very, very, very random. They will be when I have the time. And I just want to stay committed to Tuesdays at noon as the regular podcast. Everything else is just random bonus material, very friend style, like the Saturn State Evening Post is meant to be. This particular episode shall hereby be sponsored by Studio who sent me some really, I don't even know if these are called earbuds. That's what's funny. True wireless earphones. Okay, they're earphones. Forgive me for calling these earbuds, which I have already done, I think, in a couple of episodes. These are still plastic wrapped and in the box. I've had them for over a month now. I did a little sponsorship thingy with Studio at the top of the year, for these gorgeous, amazing, beautiful white headphones that I'm wearing on my head right now. I love them so much. They have gold hardware. When I look at them, they make me smile. They're so pretty. I love them. They work perfectly fine, and they're gorgeous, which is what I really love. And my home literally used to be a recording studio, so we always had headphones, but they were just the big, ugly, black 
clunky ones. And what's funny is when they got old, <laughs> we would take them off. And we'd have little pieces of black... I don't even know, like little vinyl pieces like stuck to the side of our face or our hair. Of course, we only noticed it when we were like out at a restaurant or something. <laughs> it's like, why is this black thing stuck to my face? And for the record, studio headphones have never done that. <laughs> so they're like, hey, do you want to try this other product and talk about it on your show? I'm like, sure. And then it has, it's just sat on a table. I've moved it around my house to try to pressure myself to open the box but it's Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth. And if you didn't hear me talking about it earlier, I'm very, I don't understand Bluetooth. I don't get how this is going to work. How these little, they look like earbuds with little speakers built in kind of. I don't understand how this is going to communicate with what. I don't use the internet on my phone, so it's not going to be my phone. Thank God I don't use the internet on my phone. <laughs> when I close my laptop, my workday is done, and that feels so good to me. So, you know, people can't email me and tweet at me when I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> so I have I have two laptops now. That's how fancy I am. And my son has an iPad. So maybe one of those things we could hook up to Bluetooth. My my hope is that it will hook up to the turntable, the record player that I bought myself for Christmas because supposedly that thing works on Bluetooth. But even just talking about it, I'm like, what is this? What is this magic? I don't understand. <laughs> and I am extremely resistant to technology, which is the greatest irony that my entire business is online, <laughs> but I am very, I'm a slow adopter. When something works for me, I just stick it with it forever. And I would be, it would be very sad <laughs> if the rest of the world didn't like push me along because I'd still be using like a rotary phone and <laughs> driving around and what, I don't even know, 1983 station wagon. <laughs> um, progress is good. Progress is good, but when I don't understand something, I just avoid it for as long as possible. But I accepted these headphones. I feel like a total jerk face for not opening them, so I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do that now. I have scissors. There's going to be the crinkling of plastic. Let's read the box. Let's read the box. Let's read the box before we open it. Okay, so this is one of the things I love about Studio. Oh, let me say, too, if you're not going to hang with me doing my whole Bluetooth thing. I have a book club announcement to make. In two weeks, we are starting a book club. Stick around for that if you love Harry Potter, okay? <laughs> the book club is happening. It's happening. Um, I'm just going to be as real as I can. I can't come on here and be like, these lovely studio, uh, what are they even called? I can't even do it. True wireless earphones with charging case. I can't say these words because they're in French. Blah, 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 blah. There's a microphone. Um, <laughs> I can't do it. I have to use them and tell you if, if I can use them for any old ladies out there that are like, yeah, no, what is Bluetooth? <laughs> but also, um, how do you promote something or give it a plug if you can't use it. I know this company is rad. I already know that because I really like dealing with them. When you order something from them, 
I'm assuming it's the same as it has been for me. When they, when they send me something, you get like the text that tells you the thing is coming to your door and it's getting closer and hey, it's at your door. <laughs> you get all the emails. They're like super pro. The thing comes super fast. All right, I just took the plastic off. Um, and then the box, which is what I was originally trying to say, is gorgeous. It's just like Apple products in terms of quality like super thick heavy duty box that says this is something fancy and um, just really clean beautiful design so this is Neva I think is how it's said this is a Swedish company so forgive me if I'm saying it wrong Studio Neva true wireless earphones with charging case 3.5 hours playtime oh it has a little see this is how much I've avoided this I didn't even just check out the picture on the back until just now. There's a little charging station. How cute. And then it looks like it has a little leather cord, maybe. How do I get this sucker open? I might have to edit this together so you don't hear me, like, talking to myself and struggling. Oh, duh. It comes right up like a, like a tarot deck, like a, a box... If this was a really, really fancy tarot deck, this would be the box. Oh, look. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm doing this. I'm recording this because this is badass. Oh, my God. How cool. I don't even know what I'm holding. There's like a um, beautiful white plastic case that is a circle. And it says Neva on it. And then there is, I'm sorry, vegans. Well, I'll check to see if this is vegan friendly, but it appears to be a brown leather cord, which is very fancy, but I know if you're a vegan, that's a problem. <gasps> and then it opens like a ring box, and they're inside. Oh, this is rad. Okay, all right, all right. It's not as scary once I open the box. And then it's copper. They're white. I'm going to keep calling their earbud them earbuds, but remember they're called earphones. I've just never heard something like this called that before. So earphones. Oh, and it has an R on the back and an L on the back. So I guess there's a proper way to stick these in your head. Um, but they're white with a little gray, soft dove gray kind of rubber snubber thing that sticks in your ear hole. <laughs> and then on the outside of it is a copper something is that like a little speaker oh and they're magnetic they just like suck right into their case which is okay I'm getting this I'm getting this you're supposed to carry this around I see so the cord the little leather cord the thing dangles from it and then the earbuds there's magnets that like grab them so if you're walking around a music festival or something maybe they won't fall out in case it opens that makes total sense okay so I'm not going to sit here and do this with you right now because now is the part where I have to read directions and I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm going to try to hook this thing up, but I will be back to tell you if I was successful. Look at this. It comes with a little credit card. You can't see. I'm sorry. Maybe I should have done this on video. <laughs> I'm like, look at this. And you're driving in your car like, what the hell? I can't see anything, lady. It comes with... um. This is neat. Well, a little book telling you how to do things. Hopefully I can figure it out. But it comes with a little like credit cardy thing that is your guarantee certificate. This product has been subjected to our quality control. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fancy. I'll be back.
Okay. Who's laughing at me right now? Are all of you laughing at me right now? <laughs> oh my god, I read the little directions in the book and it took about, oh, I don't know, three seconds to get the Bluetooth earphones working. I feel like the biggest dork. It was about as hard as plugging in a toaster. <laughs> so the little copper... I said they look like little copper speakers on the outside of the earphones. They're actually buttons. And it's this is so simple. I'm so embarrassed. I am a dork. There's a lesson in this. There's a life lesson in this. Because how often have you resisted and resisted and resisted and resisted and resisted and procrastinated and procrastinated only to finally do the thing? And it was like no big deal. And you wasted all that time. I just had one of those moments on my podcast. <laughs> so those little copper speaker looking things, those were actually buttons. So you set your device, you turn it to Bluetooth on, and then you hold the buttons down on each of the earphones at the same time for about half a second until a blue light comes on. And then that's it. That's it. That's the whole story, people. <laughs> uh, I My son is really into this uh, Calvin Harris song, My Way. <laughs> we were watching World of Dance. Oh, my God. How did I miss the first season of World of Dance? I have been dancing my entire life. I might have danced my way out of the womb. If you know what I'm doing right now, I love you so much. I dance my way out of the room. Womb. <laughs> um, so we were watching World of Dance, which is amazing. And I can't believe I missed the first season. Tanner's really into it, too. My son's name is Tanner. Uh, and I cry every single performance, almost. Most performances, I, I cry. And... He had to keep checking on me like, are you okay? I'm like, yes, yeah, sometimes I cry when something's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I think it's amazing for anybody to see that. But if you are a dancer, and I don't mean a professional dancer. I'm not a professional dancer. Uh, I haven't danced that way in decades, but I've always danced. I, I dance almost every single day. It's partly how I stay in shape and also I can't not I'm singing and dancing all the time. Basically, I think I live in a musical. <laughs> but um, if you have been a dancer in your life, if it's like in your soul and you love it, to see somebody doing it at that level of excellence, it will make you cry. Because it's, you know, not just the level of athleticism. That's not what really gets to me. It's the freedom. That's what makes me cry. Like when somebody's just completely expressing themselves that way. And if you've performed a routine over and over and over and over and over again, it gets to a point where you can almost do it in your sleep. It, not that it doesn't take an effort, but you're not thinking about it anymore. Your body just takes over. And so these dancers are dancing at that level. And it makes me cry. The last episode, <laughs> it wasn't even during a dance. It was during the opening, uh, whatever that is, where they're showing like clips of what happened and clips of what what's to come they were playing that song and I know that song but I, I didn't know what the lyrics were so Tanner says dance instead of song this has happened to us a few times 
uh, uh, where like he's he came home from the movies once with his stepdad and was just like trying to beatbox a song to me. And I'm like, I don't know. You have to tell me the words. What are the words? And it turned out to be that um, basketball song. <laughs> and like the only word is like, yeah, every once in a while. So that was a hard one to figure out. But we finally figured it out. And he listened to it 82 million bajillion times, which means I listened to it 82 million bajillion times because doing things in a repetitive way is is a part of autism for a lot of people, and my son is one of those people. So the next song, I was very pleased. I was shocked and amazed. Uh, it's It was Van Halen. Um So we've listened to Van Halen jump a jillion times. I never get sick of Van Halen. They're amazing. They're rock and roll angels. No problem with that. So we're watching World of Dance, and the same thing starts happening. He's beatboxing. Like, the song happened a while ago, and he's trying to tell me, and I promised him we would rewind it. So we rewound it when the show was over, because I was on a roll. I I wasn't going to stop to go find out what this song was. <laughs> so we watched all the dancers, and we cried, and then we rewound it. And uh, it was that song, but I didn't know what he was saying. I thought he was saying, like, always. I'll, I thought he was saying, I'll wait. <laughs> I was, like, Googling, Googling all this, and I finally got hip to Googling World of Dance episode 16 music or whatever, and it listed all the songs. So that's how we found it, and that is what we used our studio Neva earphones. To That's the first song we ever listened to was My Way. And I don't know what the next word is. Is it forever? I don't know what it is, but that... That was the first song ever that we christened these with. Tanner may end up just keeping these because when you listen to music on an iPad, it it sounds very tinny and thin. And I don't know if he's ever heard the song properly, but I I put the earphones in his ears and his whole face lit up because then you get the, the bass, you get all like those warmer tones that you don't get when it's coming out of an iPad or a laptop. So, yay. Okay, so this is supposed to be a book nerd My first Book Nerd episode here on the podcast, (laughs) Book Nerd Thursday. Now I have to pause this again to go figure out if I can hook up Audible because I really want to be an Audible affiliate for what I'm going to say next, and then that will tie into these. We'll see. We'll see how. We'll see. We'll see how um, technologically advanced I can be by the end of the day. (laughs) I might just give up if it doesn't happen in a short amount of time and and go on with the episode anyway but you will know I tried my gosh and I have to totally cut and paste this in because I forgot to tell you when you use the link that I'm sharing with you and the code hippie witch hippie witch you get 15% off anything in their store and I literally recorded it this whole recorded it this whole podcast without mentioning that 15% off hippie witch hippie witch okay I tried. (laughs) I tried and I failed to become an affiliate of Audible just now. As I paused you and came back, uh, the in-between, I I failed at becoming an affiliate for Audible because apparently there's a process. You have to write to them and tell them you would like to work with them, and I do, so I will. Uh, There's still going to be a link 
to Audible here because my my evil plan is to get you all as obsessed with Audible as I am, and we can go on that journey together. <laughs> uh, I will talk about that in a second, but also something that I love that I was just checking out that I have to put my reading glasses on for is this little booky thing that came with the, the Nevo earphones. It explains the story of why... This company's name is Studio, which I did not know. You might have heard me sing like in the past when I when I did those sponsored posts with them. I would say su su studio. It made me want to do that. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? That's a thing. There's a reason for that. So I'm gonna read this to you because it's awesome. Phil Collins gave us determination and the name. What? The name Studio came to be when one of the founders spotted the musician Phil Collins in New York having problems with his headphones, with the frustration of not yet being able to offer any better alternative to Phil. The only words he could say were, trust me, I know the feeling, as they shared eye contact. The name Studio is an homage to, to Phil Collins' song, Sue Studio. Dude, am I psychic or what? It just, you have, when you say studio, something about your brain, if you grew up in America in a certain era, makes your brain just automatically wants to do that. So their company name is literally an homage to Phil Collins' song, Studio, Su- Studio, and the determination of succeeding with the venture rendered from the bittersweet anecdote. So isn't that cool? And then they have their whole philosophy, the art of sound. I just really, I love a company like this. I love a company like this, and I'll be very loyal to them as long as they remain being awesome like that because I love entrepreneurs so much, and I love people that like put this much love into what they do. Four Sigmatic also is another company. I really just am like, I need to bug them so I can start like getting paid every time somebody buys mushroom coffee because of me, because I'm always telling people to buy mushroom coffee. (laughs) Um, Also that crackling sound, I'll put this down. Sorry. That's annoying. uh, Is because I'm holding a little packet of spare, the little gray rubber snubbery things that go in your ear hole. They come with extras of those. So if you lose one or yours gets boogered up somehow, there's replacements in the box as well. So having said all that, uh, this is a book nerd post. This is a book nerd post. It is going to end with me announcing the book club that is starting in two weeks. But before that, I have to talk about Audible because I've really, really, really gotten into it. And it's been so amazing for, I guess it's kind of edged out podcasts for me for a while. Um, but that's really, I'm definitely a both kind of person. I appreciate both. But I've been so busy in June, I haven't had time, much time, to sit around and read. And if I am reading, it's late at night, and I need books. I need books like people need food and water. I need food and water and books. It's just who I am, and it it drives me nuts if I don't have books going, like, all the time. I just love them. And so I've been listening to audiobooks when I've been exercising and driving, and, uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you real quick my little story with Audible. When I very first signed up with them, it was it was when they were still pretty new. They were new to me. Funny, I, I don't I don't have any if it's a new book 
thing, I guess. I'm a little bit faster on the uptake <laughs> than, than I am with headphones. But I did try Audible out when they were fairly new. And you get a month free. And then, well, the deal I'm paying right now, I think, is the same deal I got when I first tried it. So it was $8.95 a month. And then after a year, it goes up to $14.95 a month, which it's totally worth because that many, many, most ebooks are even more expensive than that. So you're getting a free ebook. You're not, it's not a free ebook. You're paying for it, like whatever you're paying, 15 bucks for an ebook. But then they have all these discounts and specials that they run. So sometimes you can get them for like $3.95. And, and uh, if you really like them and you start listening to them a lot, it's, it's a money saver for sure. And when I very first signed up a few years ago, I ended up canceling my account because I just wasn't using my credits. They were piling up. And then like a whole year went by and I did it again. I got the free month and and then I started an actual membership. And even in that year, when I was paying like $8.95 a month, I wanted to take a break and they let me. They have like a three month, I don't know if they still offer this, but like a little like, can you put my account on pause and then they don't chart. You don't get any credit for that month. You don't get a, you don't get the ebook that month. But also they don't charge your account. And I thought that was cool because they during that time, I still got notifications when they had all these sales. So I still got ebooks for like three and four bucks a piece when they had sales, which was awesome. And uh, the book that finally made me be like, okay, I'm just going to go like full Audible fan and I'm going to talk about Audible all the time now <laughs> was Stephen King's book on writing. So I'm a writer. Of course, I have a copy of Stephen King's book on writing because all writers do. I'm pretty much, I'm sure it's the law. It must be the law, right? If you're a writer, you have a copy of like Bird by Bird and on writing. <laughs> it's, it's the law. Um, but here's the thing. I was not a Stephen King fan. I hadn't read his books because I don't like horror. It, horror scares me and it stays with me. It traumatizes me and follows me around. And literally the most scary movie I've ever seen in my entire life is The Shining. By far. By far. That is the scariest movie. And, and I tend to avoid scary movies now because it really does. Like once you see it, you can't unsee it. It lives in your mind. So that's why I, I am not one of the bajillions of people who loved Stephen King. But you had to read on writing because he's Stephen King and, you know, he's an icon. But when I read it way back in the day, I read it with an eye of like, what are his tips for a writer? What are his tips for a writer? I read it a couple times that way and, and highlighted it. But I also would like argue with him because he really, in my mind, because he really talks about he's a pantser. He's a discovery writer. And if you don't know what that is, it's a person who doesn't work with an outline. They just write. And he actually is is somewhat against structure. Like he he speaks against it. And I'm a structure nut. So that, uh, you know, you're like reading this book from an iconic, highly successful world-class author. And he like he's contradicting my belief system. Right? So that was always just like, yeah, you're OK. This is cool, dude. But also, I don't agree with you. 
And um, which is very bold because who am I to not agree with Stephen King? But that's I listen to other people that have a, a vehemently opposite view of his and I agree with them. So when I got his the audiobook of on writing, I don't know what happened. I, maybe I had matured or grown or enough time had gone by. I that when I listened to it, it was the first time it was like listening to it was like reading the book from scratch. Like I had never read a word of it and it completely captivated me. He narrates in his own voice, the book on writing. And it's what really came through for me with the audio is that it's a memoir with a few little writing things like thrown in there. Whereas when I had read it before, I was like, where's the writing advice? Tell me the secrets to being a writer, <laughs> you know? And then listening to the audiobook, I just heard this man who is so in love with life and so in love with his wife and his kids and writing. He loves writing. Holy smokes. I remember when I was talking about J.K. Rowling and what's the secret sauce that makes Harry Potter so iconic and why are, you know, bajillions of people all around the world bonding over these books even still, you know, decades later. And I boiled it down to it's just love. She was in love with the process. She's in love with the character. She's in love with the story. Stephen King has that going like gangbusters. He just loves writing and it's infectious. He loves storytelling. He loves other writers. He loves movies and you can hear it and you can feel it so much so. The book made me cry a couple times, I have to say, but you can hear it to the point where it's contagious. <laughs> it's really contagious and you start feeling that way too. And uh, so when the book was over, I, w I had been listening to it on my walks and my walks were getting longer and longer and longer. I immediately started it over again. One time was not enough. So I ended up spending like 14 hours with Stephen King's book because I had to listen to it twice. I guarantee you I'm going to listen to it again at some point. But then I moved on to Michael Pollan's new book, which is also crazy amazing. So good. Um, I'll talk about that maybe another time because that is about psychedelics. Michael Pollan talking about psychedelics. I never could have predicted it. He He's the food guy. He wrote uh, Botany of Desire, uh, Omnivore's, Di Omnivore's Dilemma, Cooked. And here he is writing a book about psychedelics called How to Change Your Mind. It's fantastic. The audiobook is awesome. But Stephen King is... Uh, my new favorite writer. Can I say that? Is that possible? I just entered into a whole new realm of fandom. And I have to say, as a grown ass woman, <laughs> it's very, very exciting to fall in love. It, I just love to fall in love. And I'm so in love with Stephen King right now. Because after I listen to on writing, I'm like, I'm gonna read a Stephen King book. And then I sat down and I wrote like all the Stephen King books that would appeal to me. And of course, they were all based on movies, because I'm a, a movie person. And that's all I know of his work. But I saw that they're making a sequel of The Shining. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna read The Shining. It's literally the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. Here's the weird, perverse thing about that is I've watched it multiple times because Stanley Kubrick is a genius and it's genius. It's genius. It's freaky. I guess I want to analyze why the hell it's so scary to me. And I've definitely boiled it down to sounds 
and also the insanely beautiful acting of Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. Holy moly, like what are they doing? You might know Shelley Duvall from Popeye. That's what I first knew her from as a kid. She plays olive oil in Popeye, and she also has a role in um, Annie Hall, I believe. And it's really cool to watch these three roles in a row to see the depth of her talent. And she's so quirky and different and fascinating to watch. And in the context of this movie, she was terrifying, terrifying her big features and this loose, like, gangly way she moves. It was just so, such an interesting foil to Jack Nicholson's, like, increased tension. And um, so there's that, but then the noises as Danny, the little kid, is riding his big wheel over, like, hardwood and carpet and hardwood and carpet. It gets into this rhythm where it's like... I'm just like, I'm dying! I'm dying! This is psychological warfare! I can't take it. The sounds like... It's the sounds that really just kill me. And the starkness of it and the 70s-ish of it. Like the 70s-ishness. The 70s. There's something... That was a, a real golden era of film in terms of realism. It was all about like being super real, not fancy highfalutin special effects or anything like that, or like very glamorous anything. It was just about like stripped down people being raw and naked and real. So I think that made it more terrifying as well. So, um, and I have to say, dear Stephen King, you liar. (laughs) You liar. This book is in a perfect three-act structure. What are you talking about? This is what I suspected when I first read Stephen King's On Writing. The Shining has validated this for me. I thought he must just have writers that are pantsers and uh, discovery writers that are good. Um, The ones that are actually good, they just must have an innate sense of timing that I think comes from watching a lot of movies and reading a lot of books. And I think the structure just, they just absorb it from loving stories. And it's all here in the book, Stephen. Would you like to explain that to me? (laughs) Because there's the setup. There's the inciting incident. There's act two with the increasing conflict. Tightening the screw, tightening the screw, tightening the screw. It's getting more tense. We're getting more scared. It's getting more tense. And then there's the climax. And I assume there's a resolution because I haven't finished it yet. I'm still however many pages to the end. It's gripping. I'm, again, like really in love with the characters, but they're Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall in my mind, even though in the book they're supposed to be blonde. Like anytime I get to a passage like that, there's not many because Stephen King definitely, he says this in On Writing and you can see it in the book. He likes to let you use your own imagination and like fill out the scene. You know, he gives you enough details to where it's a vivid picture in your mind, but then you get to add, you know. You get to add your own imagination to it, which is why writing is a collaborative thing between the writer and the reader. But anytime he would mention blonde, I would just be like, cancel. Nope. (laughs) I just see. uh, I just see Jack and I just see um, Shelly. That's that's what I see. And then also Halloran. 
Um, Dick Halloran is a major, major player in the book, which I love. Uh, Stephen King also is very magical. He's so magical in the book on writing. He's there's a, a, almost a whole chapter of him talking about how he believes writing is telepathy. And no, he, this isn't hyperbole, and he's not joking, and he's not using that as a metaphor. He means it literally. It's a form of telepathy. And then he goes on to say, like, I'm writing this in this year, at this time, in this weather, at this place, and you are, whatever, 20 years in the future, reading it, and we're having this shared experience together. It's it's interesting to hear someone like him talk like that. You know, he's clearly not a witch, but he could be. <laughs> he clearly loves, he loves uh, things maybe that would be deemed supernatural, but also there's just a depth of understanding of human psychology that he has that I think he, we could have some interesting psycho-spiritual conversations with that dude if we could wrangle him up for a witchy conversation. Uh, and he also writes, he writes children and women uh, just based on The Shining in a way that even though the male characters might be sexist, you don't get the sense that he he is as the writer, as the narrator. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it was in the 70s that this book was written, and that was a time when women, you know, they were called doll and pinched on the butt and stuff inappropriately, even though women were beginning to push back against that. So that those elements are there a bit, you know, but you also get the sense that he he can feel who this woman is as a mom. And that he's really in her skin. I hope I this is not the most boring ramble ever because this is me literally like almost levitating. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to read everything else ever, ever, ever that Stephen King has written. If it's if this is any indication of what his work is like, I am so excited. But I also am scared. I got very far into the book because it's really a psychological thriller. I I don't like slash him up kind of stuff, and and that is not what this is. But but when there's a part in the book where they get the kid sees um, this is a spoiler for anybody who hasn't read The Shining. So sorry, plug your ears. But the kid sees like this scary, bloated, dead woman in the bathtub who's been there for decades, I think, and um, or at least a decade. And she gets out and and attacks him and. So that was all scary. Reading that, I was like, oh, my God, this is scary. This is scary, but I'm okay. Like, I kept checking in with myself because I really can't get too scared to where I'm, like, sleeping with a knife, you know, and, like, (laughs) checking all the doors and windows. Oh, I have stories about doing stuff like that. And, I mean, the true terror of your imagination, right? I don't like people to get in there and and mess stuff up for me. So I was worried he was going to do that, and maybe he still will. But after the little kid, Danny who's extremely psychic, um, has this experience with this dead woman. Like, the parents are with that, are with Danny. They're in this huge hotel all by themselves. There's not supposed to be anybody else around, and they're locked in. And then the dad says that he's going to go up to that room where the dead lady was and and see what's going on. And I couldn't read any farther. I was like... Oh my God, I can't handle it. I can't go past this point. I just can't go back this point. So it just sat there. What is 
there's a movie or something where somebody would put a book in a free they'd put a book in a freezer when it got too scary. It was like time to put this book in the freezer. That was the first moment that I was like really really scared. Scared, so scared. And um this book has been an amazing relief and release for me this month because I've been so insanely busy that having something like this that like gets under your skin and gives you, it's this really cool tension and release, tension and release. It's such a nice escape. I think that's the beauty of it is, is you're in it. You're just completely in it. So let me ramble about that another time. But also in case you've never heard of this, this little writer named Stephen King, uh, you can now say that Hippie Witch endorses him. Let's all go check him out, shall we? (laughs) So good. So good. I love it. I love it. Now I know why he is who he is. Now I know why he's an icon. So the other piece of all of this, let me see. I have a little window pulled up here somewhere. So I say this all very, very properly. Oh, I did. I wrote something else, too. This is really funny. This is old. Remember when my friend Amber came on the Saturn State Evening Post here and we just had a laugh, the two of us talking? I hope to have her back on here because a lot of you loved that. Uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny Heppenstall, who Heppenstall, who I've known a long time on the Internet, and she sent me some groovy stuff from from um, the UK from time to time. She commented on it she said on facebook i love that podcast especially the rant about licorice we were joking about how we hate licorice as an ingredient in tea and the joking got a little bit uh wacky (laughs) so that's what she's referring to especially the rant about licorice i commented on blog talk but i'm not sure if you saw it to which i replied holy smokes people can comment on blog talk LOL. I truly had no idea. What? (laughs) I feel like this is an appropriate episode of the podcast because I'm talking about how resistant I am and clueless about technology. I've been on Blog Talk Radio since I think March or April of 2013. I had no idea you could leave a comment on Blog Talk Radio. So if you've ever left me a comment there, I am so sorry because I definitely left you hanging because I didn't even know you were there. I had no idea. So how do people keep up with everything? Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I'm I'm back on Instagram, I think. I don't know. It's a little bit scary re-entering into a social media after you haven't been there for a while, which is why I just like to hang on Twitter if the entire world could just join me on Twitter, that would be great. Then I don't have to run around seeing like what I missed six months ago. Someone left me a YouTube comment or someone said something on Facebook. I miss it all. I don't know. <laughs> and, and in a sense, I have to put blinders on because I'm doing coaching calls and I'm writing and I'm making things for Patreon. I'm doing the, I don't have time to run around looking for all of that stuff. So bless you if you have tried to contact me and and I will say Twitter is always the easiest way to reach me always I'm a Twitter person I just like it a lot it suits me very well uh and thank you so much to those of you who have left me the nicest reviews on iTunes I I love you that is so nice I know it's a hassle 
because I people write to me, I've been trying to leave you a review and I can't figure it out. I give up, but I love you. <laughs> so I know it's a pain in the butt. So those of you who make the effort, thank you so much. That is really, really sweet. And I just read a bunch of them because I hadn't been there in a while. So thank you guys. Let's talk about the book club, shall we? Because it's starting in two weeks on the new moon on, I believe it's the 12th, the 12th of July. I'm not looking at a calendar right now, so help me if I'm getting that wrong. But I think the 12th of July is the new moon and it's a Thursday. That is why this podcast episode is on a book nerd Thursday. That was the deciding factor in me thinking, well, if I'm going to talk about a book ever on the podcast, it's going to be on a Thursday and we're just going to relegate them to that day of the week. (laughs) So we'll see how that turns out. But I'm going to completely, this is the way it's going to go. It is for, in case you have no idea what I'm talking about, I guess I should tell you. I A recent interview I had here, you all were very excited about, which made me very excited. Jill Kalingowski was on the show. She wrote a book called Life Lessons Harry Potter Taught Me. Discover the magic of friendship, family, courage, and love in your life. I hope you will listen to that episode. I'm going to link it down below if you missed it. But I got really into reading her book because... I had just gotten off doing the hashtag WW Book Club, Wizarding World Book Club that uh, Pottermore threw for an entire year in honor of the 20th anniversary of Harry Potter. For a year, a bunch of us met on Twitter every Friday and talked about the assigned chapters. So I'm just going to steal their model so we can keep the fun and the love alive for another month And so for one whole moon cycle, starting on the new moon on the 12th, we will be doing a book club on Twitter. And because not everybody's on Twitter, I will do a little thing on Facebook as well. Um, But please go get Life Lessons Harry Potter Taught Me. If you're interested in doing that, you have two weeks to get it. And then let's see. Let's say read the intro. Where, Where did I put this? So many windows, so many windows open. Okay, so let's just start small, and then we can grow from there. I don't really think we need to. I think this is, it's, a, it's not a big book. It's a, it's a slim little book, but it's a lot to talk about. And, and it really is the life lessons that Jill Kalingowski got from reading Harry Potter, the series, multiple times. Now as a literary professor, but starting when she was a kid. And it's such a well-done book, and it's very provocative because it makes you see things in the Harry Potter series that you may not have seen before, but it also makes you reflect on your own, like, did I learn anything from Harry Potter, and what would that be? And I thought that'd be a fun thing for us to talk about together. So get the book and read the introduction, and then the first three chapters, and the chapters are named after magic spells in the series, which is awesome. So Lumos... On Discovery, Wonder, and Cynicism, Aguamenti, On Home, Food, Family, and Belonging, and man, I hope I can say this, Latin is not my native tongue, (laughs) Priori Incantatum. Hermione Granger, are you out there? Can you tell me how to pronounce that correctly? On Connecting Generations. So that's the first three chapters. And then what I'd like to do is on... Thursday the 12th at 
8 o'clock in the morning. We will meet for at least an hour on Twitter with the hashtag HP. That's for Harry Potter HP Life Lessons. And I'm going to completely rip off the Pottermore Book Club model. So I will post a, a question and then we can discuss and I'll have a few questions. Jill was kind enough to send me over like their outline, her and her publisher, the outline they have for doing a book club. But I'm sure I will just make it up and have a lot of my own questions as we go along anyway. And then also I'll do a lot of retweeting, um, which was also a really fun part of, of the book club on Pottermore is just getting the conversation going together. So that's going to be on Twitter. The heart of it is going to be on Twitter because I'm a Twitter user. And if, if you're not following me on Twitter and you want to do the book club, I'm at Joanna DeVoe. I'm really easy to find everywhere because I just use my name. If you're like, I will never join Twitter, ever. I will also be posting on Facebook. I will post the questions on Facebook. and But all I ask is don't use the hashtag on Facebook because it's harder to find people through hashtags there. I mean, you can use it, but can we just get the conversation going like on my biz page and then we'll talk there um, because I'm going to be doing this by myself and I, I don't want to dig around on Facebook hashtags and try to find everybody's post and think I'm missing people. So I will be on Twitter and then I will scoot over to Facebook out every now and then to, to keep the conversation going over there. I'll probably do some screenshots if, if any conversation gets going, that's good. It's something funny happens so people from the different medias can see what everybody's saying and we can feel like we're all in it together. So I will commit to being there for an hour every Thursday for a month at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to talk about whatever chapters we have we, I have assigned us. I'm the assigner, okay? <laughs> so we're, we'll read the introduction in the first two chapters. We will meet on the 12th. I'll be there for at least an hour. If the conversation's just going off and we're all having fun, who knows how long it could last? How about that? How about that? We'll just see. We'll just see how it goes and how we all feel about it. So I might just have to do like a separate official announcement since this was not a good uh, podcast to be spreading around, like, join us for this this excellent book club that we're doing. I feel like I should do a proper commercial for it so people that love Harry Potter but have no idea what Hippie Witch is can still do the book club because I really think Jill's book is awesome and a lot of uh, Harry Potter fans will love it and they probably don't deserve to listen to the God knows how long <laughs> struggle <laughs> that I posted at the beginning of this podcast trying to figure out how to use Bluetooth and then the rambles in between that before I even got to telling you about the book club but I think it's fun I heard from so many of you so many emails came in about this and I know so many of you are excited about it some of you already have the book you just bought the book right away and you're like when does the book club start so <laughs> yay how fun is this gonna be I can't wait I cannot wait I am doing a book theme all just in my own life. I don't know how much of that will show up on, on the podcast or on my social media, but in my own life, July is devoted to books because I've been writing on assignment in June and it's been a deep, deep 
high, high, however you want to put it, huge learning curve for me. But I've been so busy. And, and one of the things that's been irritating me is I had to put my own book that I was writing down. And what do you know? NaNoWriteMo, Camp NaNoWriteMo comes to the rescue with a Camp NaNoWriteMo in July. So what a good excuse to write 2,000 words a day <laughs> on my own novel. Um, so I'm really excited to do that and the book club at the same time. And I'm just like, books, all I care about is books. My July is devoted to books. I I can't wait to be done with the busy busyness, and I'm just going to have some fun. Let's have some fun. All right. Much love to you, my friends. Peace.